Good morning. Welcome to yet another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme with Dave Squared today. Dave Hoops is back for a third consecutive week. And Dave Cook has returned. Dave Cook, it is good to see you because I have to say that. But as I look at you, radio is not a visual medium. And I'm not sure who thinks (laughs) that it should be or shouldn't be. But let's just start with painting a picture for the folks listening because that's what good radio folks do. Paint the picture. The picture is what the heck are you wearing this morning? I'm styling and profiling, Brian. It does look like Sturgis, as in the bike rally, combined with Little Red Riding Hood because you've basically got a black version of something. I, I kind of feel like uh, he's back Bill in Belichick. black today. Bill Belichick, a little. Yeah, with, no. With with uh, black pleather on. Yes. Yeah. It's a solid look, though, Brian. It's it's a good look for me. It's you know I got Scott back from Chicago. Right? Yes, you did. And this is where I, I purchased said vest. It is a great look for radio, I will tell you that. Yep, yep. It's it is happening. perfect for radio. It's happening. Much like my face, it is made for radio. Dave, Dave Hoops, like it. you're just kind of observing. You did say you liked it. How would you describe it to the masses at home or in their cars, what have you? Well, you know, I, I used a, a word I can't use on the radio, so a bad A, number one. Okay. I, thought, I was going to say there's a word I couldn't use on the radio either, but it's fecal matter. That's what it looks like to me. But. <laughs> well, you know, with the gorgeous beard, of yes. which I think highly of. You, you did know, groom that rather nicely. Yeah. yeah. You know, he he looks perfect. He's pale enough to pull it off against the black. <laughs> he's pale enough of just about anything. And um, he, I told him he looked a lot like he was in the band Poison when he sat down. Yes. I, I like it very Should much. Priest, or I thought whoever led him oh, to a closet yeah, yeah. poisoned him prior. <laughs> But it's good to see you. It is good to have you back. Welcome, sir. Dana Dana may have said something about a California raisin, but we just uh, we just let that go when when uh, when she said it's good to be back. It right. Was a, it was a pretty cool trip. It was a pretty long trip. We did a lot of driving. Well, and your wardrobe today was obviously planned because I've been with you for over an hour and about forty five seconds before the show started. You came back in the studio, and I went, "What the heck are you wearing?" Well, if I'd have worn it when I picked you up this morning, that would have lost some of the um, instant uh, reaction. Yes. It would have worn off by the time we went live. Yes. Those of you who would like to see it again, radio is not a visual <laughs> medium, but I have put it out on social media, and it's very possible that, that I look even worse than both of the Daves in the pictures that I tweeted out because I'm the one that just looks dumbfounded by the whole ordeal. So you can follow me at BP Broadcaster or check us out as a show at NSP Fan 106.5, there's a picture of everybody in the studio. The two Daves look happy as a clam, and and I look exactly as I thought. What the heck are you wearing? Dave Hoops, I apologize. I, I didn't tag you in the tweet, but my caption says WTF is Dave Cook at DEC 1511 wearing. Where's where's the fire truck? Yeah, something yep. to that effect. Got it, got it, got it. But the key is you're back. Dave Hoops said it best just before we hit the air. We missed you last week, but Dave Hoops calls your seat the sexy voice seat. He loves Pitt's vocal stylings. He loves yours. Hates mine. So take over. Well, no, the the trip to Chicago was was pretty fun. Uh, you know, so here was a, a pretty cool thing. We uh, we rented a van and uh, we we went down and we got practically a brand new van, Brian. And so it was kind of nice to have all the all the upgrades. You kind of look like fancy. somebody who'd drive a van with no windows. It was white. <laughs> okay. The van was white. I was gonna say you're partway there. <laughs> but the uh, but we got a chance to eat uh, some legitimate Chicago pizza. We had a chance to take in some fireworks. We did uh, we did a lot of uh, interesting things. So we we went to a psychic. Yeah. So that was. But you knew fun. that already. 
Yes, and so and so did they. See what I did there? Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So it was it was a it was a good time. You went to a psychic. I can tell you that I'm psychic as well because I know early in the show today you're going to pay homage to our sponsors as well. Absolutely, because we have a great great group of sponsors. We do, Brian. Uh, let's start with Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier carrier up here in northeastern Minnesota. They are the authorized dealer for carrier H or carrier HVAC. Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, The Blackwoods Group. Their locations include London Road, Proctor, Two Harbors, The Blackwater right downtown, and Tavern on the Hill up by UMD and Scholastica. Avenue 45, the Mall Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai. OAR Holdings, Justin May, our agent at Messina & Associates, Hoops Brewing, and Arola Architecture Studio. Absolutely, Arola Architecture Studio. Once again, the OG, Dave Cook, dressed like an OG today. Don't forget our friends at Comfort Systems. You can still sign up for a service appointment. Do it online. Mention simply that you heard it here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off that appointment. And again, online, it's comfortsystemsduluth.com. Very simple to do. Notice in our list of sponsors, we don't have a clothing store anymore. And and looking at Dave Cook, my goodness, we need one. So check us out on Twitter. And if you look at his outlet, that outfit, that's our plea to get at least an outlet store to sponsor us or something. An outlet store. Something. Jeez. Something. Jeez, you're taking shots at my pleather vest. Well, it's either that or let's get Hartel's DBJ because you have a garbage bag on with the hood. <laughs> that is a little bit what it looks like. The But it's, you know, leather would have cost a lot more money. Yeah, Dave Cook went on the road and he came back a completely different person. But I think what's not different is he loves to talk about sports. Yes. So we will do that here on the Northland Sports page. And we always have fun opening topics each and every week. We hope this one is fun. It's in conjunction with Dave Cook's return. What's your favorite place to take out the garbage? No, that's not it. It's with Dave Cook's return from a road trip. (laughs) We wanted to talk about some of the best sports road trips we've been on as it relates to each sport, regardless of level, because... You know, maybe you took a great college hockey trip. Maybe you took a great college basketball trip. Dave Hoops, we know what the high school hockey trip for you each year is. How many years running have you been doing that? Well, 23 since I moved back here. But then right. I used to go back in the day. But so I'm guessing you straight. might have to pick one. Which one of the 23 stuck out the best? Oh, well, every one that Finn played in. But sure. before that, it was this uh, the, this BR years. In that, What was that, 95? Maybe? Absolutely. The uh, golden era of Duluth East Hockey. Dave Spihar is a 96 grad. I was a year behind him. It was, it was a fun four years for me, certainly. We talked about this because it doesn't have to be pro sports. It makes a good trip. No, 100% right. It can be, it can be you know, youth hockey. It can be your first trip to like War Oderoso right. with your kids. Um, you know, in high school hockey, it can be. Which you could do this year for Hockey Day Minnesota. I mean, I remember the first time I went to Rapids, uh, the old rink, the IRA, and just kind of feeling like you fell back into history because, right. you know, I'm down at ice level and they still had the dial uh, clock. They didn't have any oh, electronic. Yeah. And nice. So, yeah, people kept saying, hey, does anybody know where the tubes are? I right. mean, it's, it's old. Well, how about even when you've worked? Because how wide-eyed were we when we set foot in the new Iron Trails Arena for Rock Ridge? A hundred percent. Or the first time we walked into Proctor, because we were there right, right away. The when St. Luke Sports and Event Center. Absolutely. And so you really get you really get an opportunity to see different things. And it's, it's really exciting when you're planning a road trip, when you're deciding what you're going to go right. see. Um, and so and when yeah. it actually pans out, the, the, how many times have we brainstormed Cooperstown and we have yet to go when, and so, you know, the sign in my office, that says, uh, we were waiting and waiting and we waited so long waiting was all we knew what to do. So there was no action, 
because all we did was wait. We got to get this done, Brian. Yeah, right. Because when we talked about this for a topic today, there's a lot of good things that we can bring up and we tried not to spoil it for each other and, you know, bring everything up today right away. But we said, what, back on Wednesday or Thursday, well, we're going to end up talking about Cooperstown again. It's just how quickly we're going to move on. Absolutely. Because we also want to talk about road trips that we'd like to go on. We're going to talk about ones that we've done, but wishful thinking is always part of our sports mantra as well. We're Minnesota sports fans. We're always wishing for something. I think one of the one of the coolest trips, Brian, that I've been on with uh, when dad was around, we went down to Cedar Rapids to see um, Byron Buxton. I was going to say, that began your infatuation with number 25. I don't know if that's what he wore there, but. And then what we did is, is uh, we got a chance to see Max Kepler play. We got a chance to see Jorge Polanco play. And I told you then, I said, there's this second baseman that the fans were just chanting hip, hip, Jorge for Nico Goodrum was your shortstop. I mean, we got to see a lot of future major leaguers. And so that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, And when dad was down in Arizona, we would go to uh, fall ball. And fall ball trips were always fun as well. In fact, that's something that that would be great because at fall ball, you seem to get second row seats pretty easy. Right. Does it make a big difference depending upon quality of seat? Because there yes. are there are some, hey, I was there, but not many. Because my first experience at Wrigley was out in the bleachers, the left field bleachers. And it was cool because that's what everybody talks about. But the second time I went, I went with a much better seat. And... Wrigley wasn't always cracked up to be for me, but I just wonder if quality of seat makes an impact. Well, I think I think at Wrigley, you'd really like to go out in the first inning and sit in the bleachers. Right. And then go to your regular seat um, because the bleachers are fun and everything because they're historical. They're not great right. seats. <laughs> well, if I bring up Wrigley, I've got to bring up Fenway. And if it's a show, i got to bring up Fenway anyway. But I've been there twice, and the first time was part of my honeymoon and we were on a much different budget, newly married, than we were when we went a couple years later, when we were a little more established. And the second time I went, they played the Twins, and I sat front row twice, but I also did not cheer for the Red Sox. So I think I was more welcomed the first time because they make a big deal out of your first time at Fenway. Yeah. And plus, you're sporting Red Sox head to toe. The second time, David Ortiz grounds into a 1-2-3 double play, and Hanley Ramirez lines out to a diving, I think Max Kepler and Wright, and the Twins win, and I'm the one guy going, yeah, I wasn't quite as welcome that day. Right. And were you still dressed in Boston? That's no. the question. Which I probably should have done for safety, right. but I well, didn't. Well, and, and the looks you would have gotten from all these people, you could say, no, I, I don't like Henley. Right. Um, but the, you know, Brian, the, the trip that would be fun, and I would think that would be, you know, if we flew into Toronto, uh, caught something there, caught a game there, then went to Cooperstown on our way to, like, Pittsburgh. And there it is. Or, we keep planning Cooperstown. Yeah. Hold us to this one, listeners, if you could. Be like, hey, did you guys go yet? Just tweet that at us every month or so so we right. remember to actually get it done. Right. So this obviously started with morphing into baseball as our first sport we're discussing. Again, it doesn't have to be the pros, but we are sticking to kind of the big four sports. Basketball, football, baseball, hockey. Baseball leads it off here. I like that you brought up Cedar Rapids, etc., because some of the non, you know, big league ball, the lower level ball is is more memorable. I want to bring up one more because I was working, but it was the strangest work in baseball I've ever done. So when I was the Dukes announcer, I did travel. And I went to the booming metropolis of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which actually is a little bit underrated. But we had a game get postponed after playing about an inning because a tornado was about to come through. Oh, sure. And the skies looked a little ominous, to say the least. You needed a knuckleballer on the mound. So in the process of evacuating the stadium... 
I've still got to do my part as a radio broadcaster and say, hey, tonight's game will be made up tomorrow as part of a doubleheader. Join us for first pitch at 10 after 4. I did that inside a bathroom stall in the Sioux Falls Stadium <laughs> by telephone because it was like, hey, I got to tell you when tomorrow's game is, but P.S., I got to get on the bus in about three minutes because we got to get out of here while we're still able. Echo, 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 echo. So obviously we started with baseball. Dave Hoops, let's bring you in. Do you have a baseball road trip that you remember? I, I have a few, but the, the one that I'm going to um, call on here is I was fortunate enough to I went to two brewing schools, one in California, one in Chicago, oddly enough. So I went to a whole. And you didn't come back with a garbage bag hoodie. No, okay. I didn't. And I went to a ton of Cubs games because obviously I'm not going to go to a Sox game. Right. But, Although um, I've done that and it's a little underrated. Go ahead. Well, anyway, so the Twins beat them, so I enjoyed it. Here's a really cool story. So it was raining a bit, and um, it was a, a. What happened is the game. It ended up being a Cubs game against I think St. Louis maybe, and it went um, 14, 15 innings, and uh, I went with one of my instructors from school who was a friend. And we, we got seats pretty high, and as the game wore on, we got to move down, move down, move yeah. down. And the next thing I know, I'm right behind the dugout, or I mean right behind a home plate, and, uh, and it's, it's getting late. Ball gets hit high, gets hit off the upper deck, bounces down, right to me. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Did you that's make the play? Yeah. I made the play, nice. and, and I did give it to a little kid. I still, you know, well, back then, of course, this is 1995. Of course, sure. I gave it to a kid. There's no, like against the rules type of thing you don't you know <laughs> so i hand it off to a kid but here's the really cool part that night in the 14th inning harry Carey sang for the second time that the night. second seventh inning stretch oh, and that was cool. the last yeah. time of his life oh he, wow right after that he died or retired whatever happened he was really old but i got to go to that game and got to do two of them and catch fall ball in chicago there's my story nice yeah, that's a pretty good that's day. pretty good yeah. yeah now i thought that was going to segue perfectly into a road trip that we took that was also the basis of this show being born. And it was a fun game and a fun day, but we had one fan catching an awful lot of, not foul balls, but souvenir balls and angering us with each one. Yeah, that's because we had, I don't know, I'm sure you've heard the story, Dave. We went and we were right on the right field line and there were adult men at the, at the end of every stairway with garbage bags intercepting balls thrown to the kids. And putting them in the bags. And it was, you know, we talk about adults shouldn't wear jerseys right. because they're older than I was going to say, I have, a, disgusting. I have a bigger problem, not so much with adults wearing jerseys because I've done it, not regularly of late, but certainly into adulthood I did. But I have a bigger problem, unless you're sincerely doing it for safety, but good luck selling me on that. When I see an adult with their glove at a baseball game, I'm going, wow, why? Yeah, and, and when they're specifically, I mean, if you brought the glove, maybe it's because you brought the glove forever, right? That's That was part of your deal. But after the first inning, when you see this person actively trying to intercept and beg players, do you remember that? Yeah. That guy was begging players for baseballs, and it was just like, you're killing me, buddy. Well, and he was also taking advantage of the kids begging for baseballs, and then they would throw it up because there'd be eight kids, and obviously the adult's going to be able to outreach them and take them all down. Yep. It and was, it's one of the grossest things I've seen because yeah. it was purposefully stealing from kids. Dave Hoops, as B.A. as you said, Dave Cook looks in studio today. I thought I was going to see the B.A. side of Dave Cook towards the end of that game. And I wasn't sure where I was going to be calling somebody from saying, we still need to get to Duluth. I don't know how we're going to do that tonight. <laughs> Dave's in jail. Oh, it, it, it's disgusting. And you hear stories like this all the time. I right. don't even want to comment on it. 
All right, so we've we've done baseball to a pretty good degree. Where's the next sport you'd like to go to for a road trip that's memorable and the road trip you'd like to take? Well, I know Topher's listening, so let's go to football quick because in the NFL, it's really nothing for me. But I would love, 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 love to take a you know a ten day trip through the Southeast and hit Tennessee, hit Clemson, and hit Florida State um, football. Just because the pageantry of those three schools yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, you know my affinity for Tennessee football, but Clemson watching the walk-in. But it's not even that. It's your affinity for their pageantry. You just want to yeah. sing Rocky Top. Tennessee could get beat 42-7, to seven and you would sing your lungs out yes, for the seven 100%. points they scored. I know they would. But the um, um, Clemson and how they get into the stadium and all the pageantry yeah. there, and Florida State, of course, is, is nuts, and Topo right. would agree with that. A road trip, a ten day trip, so you could catch maybe a Thursday, Saturday, Saturday would be would be a trip. I agree because the closest thing that I have for a distinct memory was the closest thing to Division One pageantry that I've seen. And the Gophers don't compare to those schools you mentioned, but they do their own little bit. And I finally went to a Gopher game last fall. And there was more motivation for me seeing my niece as part of the dance team, what have you, while she's also part of the march into the stadium that way. So to get there to see that and then to know somebody in it, I don't equate the Gophers with pageantry. I just don't. Yeah. But they're still doing what other schools do. It was neat. Yeah, and, and you know, the energy that PJ brings is is part of this. You know, it, it used to be that Jerry Kill would come in and they'd all walk in. Right. You know, it's not a walk-in place anymore. It's, it's uh, you know, fun and, and all that. So I, I think that... You know, it would be kind of fun to go to one of those big Metro um, football games, like maybe Tatino Grace and like in Edina. When yeah, it good. would be different to see a Friday Night Lights in those bigger towns or, or, or bigger we, schools anyway. Or as we talked about. Or the about smaller the, ones. We talked about this in the past. Our buddy Bobby Acosta is coaching uh, big, big, big time football in, in Texas. Right. To go call Bobby, say, hey, Bobby, we, need, we are coming down. We would like a couple seats. Um, and just take that in, that might be fun. I would say one that we did together that was memorable for me, and I hope I'm still employed by the College of St. Scholastica after I say this, because I've been to Northwestern a couple of times. The first time was when their old stadium was about as rickety as it could get, and you had to basically (laughs) mountain climb the roof to get up to the press box. And I was one bad step away from saying, my lawyers will have this called Prudhomme Stadium by Monday. I mean, it was bad. And I think they knew it because the following year they had the brand new stadium complete and you and I got to make the Scholastica debut as broadcasters in it. And it was awesome. But so was the pregame atmosphere. We walked through what looked like close to a D1 or D2 tailgate and pregame atmosphere. We were looking at it going, Scholastica needs to find a way to do this. I enjoyed that. You don't see that in D3 football too often. You don't. um, But it was our first exposure um, to a little bit bigger on-campus facility, and, and Scholastica needs an on-campus facility. Correct. Um, I didn't mean to turn that into sports. a sales pitch. It was just memorable for me. Yeah. You know, the the uh, softball team's field is there, but they could use a gigantic upgrade too. Yes. Um, anyways, we won't we won't stay on, on well, What about Dave Hoops with a football road trip that he has for a memory? You guys are going to love this. So I moved to SF in 88 and I, of course, I assumed his might involve candlestick, but let's see. It does. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and of course I was living there when they won four Super Bowls, and I was never a, a Niners fan. I wasn't a hater, uh, right. but 
I watched, and I've said this before, it's interesting to see how communities celebrate their victories. Well, I had a whole bunch of friends who were really, really hardcore Niners fans. And of course, this is October 98. They took me to that game. You guys know that game. Oh, yeah. 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 49-yard run, Mr. Young. They won, what, 24? In 1988. Yeah. 1988. I was thinking 98. I was like, the Vikes beat everybody in 98. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. I'm sorry. 88, yeah. yeah Steve yeah. Young shedding everyone, yes. Yeah, exactly. And and so I went to that game with my buddies and just heard about it for the next 10 years, 15 years. <laughs> right. But I was there, and I grudgingly, you know, I liked Montana, okay? And I liked Young. And I not that day. I love the Vikings, but I also was sitting there going, "Yeah, of course he's gonna he's gonna beat us." I, you know how it is. Wow! And I was having a hard time believing that the fountain of optimism that is Dave Hoops apparently years ago thought we're gonna lose here because that was a miraculous run. Yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. You well, know, Candlestick. I'm sorry, it was just quite a place to go. Terrible yeah. for baseball, great for football. The um, the thing about what Dave said that that I sort of agree with is. I don't. I didn't. I never liked Montana. I never liked Young, but I respected them both. It's a little bit like Rogers. I don't like Rogers, but I respect what he can do. Right, but your venom towards the Niners is like mine towards the Packers. Yeah, he said I'm not a hater. I kind of am. Yeah, I would say that 100. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to basketball. What have you done road trip wise for basketball? It's been memorable for you. I don't think you've necessarily done a ton of traveling with hoops, have you? No, not Dave. The actual no. sport of hoops. No, I have. I've actually not. It's been a long, long time since I have. You know, it was. So, what's one you'd like to go to, or well, do you have a memorable one anyway? No, I I would love to go down and see the um, the event at uh, Target Center, the high school event at Target Center. Where okay, they bring in teams from all over the country. Sure. Uh, just to watch high-end basketball, the athletics in high-end basketball is to me stunning. You know, it's it's like I've said in the I watch the NBA specifically. You know, there's going to be there's going to be times when it's just monotonous, but every so often you see that thing that is miraculous, uh, and those times are so much fun. Uh, right. And and so that that basketball haven on that on that one day, um, I think we get a chance to see so much of that. See, I want to piggyback off that because for me, the place that I'd want to go, and hopefully Laverne Hagen is listening because Jay's on in about 40 minutes, but Laverne Hagen is originally from the state of Indiana. If you're going to go watch high-end high school basketball, I just want to be a, a fly on the wall in their state tournament. She could take when you, When that's the livelihood of everyone. She could take you, I bet. Laverne would go. I would think so, but what I'm saying is it'd be like state football in Texas, yes. state yep. hockey here. I want to see the comparable idea Pageant, in Indiana. Again, pageantry. Well, because they live it. The small school, the big school, they treat it the same way. Yep. I think that'd be neat. My most memorable one, Dave Hoops, you might get a kick out of this because these guys were heroes of mine that have now become friends of ours. So like a Darren Hansen, Lucan's father, Kelsey's father. He was a childhood hero of mine because UMD basketball players were just different level for me back then. Now he's my buddy, Darren. But they made it to nationals under Dale Race like it was a hobby. Getting to go to Kemper Arena in Kansas City on spring break, but before spring break, and missed school in the sixth grade to go to Missouri to watch UMD basketball. At age 12, that didn't get any better. Now Damian Paulson's my buddy. Darren Nel- or Darren Hansen, Darren Nelson could be my buddy someday. We'll see how connected to the Vikings I get. But Darren Hansen's my buddy. Dave Hauser's been on this show. Those guys were heroes, and then they kind of came back to earth, but I still look up to them for that trip. Oh, well, I... I- I hear you, and and people forget how great they were back then. Yeah, and that that's a that's a great pull for you from you. 
So what about you for hoops? Because a guy with the last name Hoops loves hockey. What have you done in the basketball realm or what would you like to do? Well, I, I've said this before that I used to control the season tickets for the Warriors right. when I worked out there. So I got to see all my heroes. But the, the coolest thing I ever did is I got to go with my buddy Pete Dingles, who's uh, he's a, a local guy, good friend and basketball player. When he was younger, he went to Benilde. He took me to the Timberwolves game. We had nosebleed seats when KG got his trophy. Oh, for the MVP one. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think they was played that the Sacramento Suns, that night? Or the Suns or Sacramento. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, I think it was that playoff series. Yeah, and it was so, It was. I'm getting them now. I was getting goosebumps. goosebumps. Yeah, and it was so special. And it was just, I'm not a huge Timberwolves fan, as you know, but right. I, I root for them. And getting to see that with my own eyes and KJ, KJ yeah. holding it up there, KJ, it was it was a big thing for me. Yeah, that definitely would stick in your memory. The thing for me with NBA desires going forward, I wouldn't mind it, but I just don't have them in a big way. Madison Square Garden would be a cool building. I don't care about the Knicks at all. The TD Garden, I've been there, not for a basketball game, but I've been in the building. That is not the Boston Garden. It's not the same thing. Target Center, I shrug my shoulders. The Forum, now the Staples Center, I could go, but I don't think I'd be watching the basketball game. I'd be peering around to see who's there. I I like the NBA. Don't get me wrong. I don't have this huge pining to go to an NBA game. I just don't. Tell me you would choose an N- any NBA arena versus going to uh, Duke. And I was going to say, North Cameron Carolina. Indoor, not a chance. Yeah. And I think Put me on Tobacco Road for a week and I I'd think, be golden. I think, I think I'd go the, to a Gonzaga game first. That's because we want to see the campus. Well, yes. Um, but. The, uh, the thing about the NBA is the pageantry hits in the playoffs, right? It, during the season, it's just kind of a get there. Uh, in college basketball, every game is nuts. And right. so that's that's why I think college basketball would be more fun. Well, you're looking as a, at as cost a and age of fan, too. Yeah, 100%. The college atmosphere is just different. So what about hockey, Brian? I mean, I think that I'm going to surprise you. Okay, So please do. So my, Is it more than your outfit did? Probably not. Okay. I think my outfit got you pretty good. Yeah, still um, is, by the way, 20-some minutes the, into the show. The uh, I, I would love to go see two rinks. And I would, and one because solely the arenas intrigues me because uh, Adrian College went from almost bankrupt to national champions because they put all their money into athletics, their last gasp. Right. And, and you like them about as much as you like the 49ers. Right. But their, their arena for a Division three arena has restaurants and bars and all kinds. I'd like to go there. And then before we go home, Let's go see the arena at Penn State. Okay. And then maybe, maybe, maybe hit Ohio State, and then we can come home. Because I think those arenas where they're relatively new and college, again, atmosphere, right. I would love to go see those. Okay, so there's your wishful thinking. Where have you been that you've loved? Because I want to say this about Adrian before Dave goes further. I first discovered early on in our friendship that Dave hates Adrian College. And I wanted to get him a T-shirt that said, I hate Adrian, but Peterson was still on the bike, so I didn't do it. Go ahead. <laughs> and, you know, you never know when you're going to run by Rocky Balboa. Right. Um, you can't win. <laughs> the uh, uh, I, I've done the national championship game down yeah. at Ritter, and there's no question that's, the, that's my favorite hockey uh, tour um, because, one, I got to be involved. Two, I got to see Adrian get beat. Uh, see, and, there's always that motivation and, underneath. And, and three – just being involved with some of the characters that were there, um, that road trip, and again, it's personal. Plus, 
um, you know, the the northeastern Minnesota hockey referees did some of those games. Right. So Colby so was there and um, Adam was there. And so a lot of these, a lot of the the relationships of that trip made it different. For sure. That's the one. All right. So you wanted to surprise me. I guarantee I'm going to surprise you. My favorite venue road trip in calling high school hockey was actually Mariucci or 3M or whatever they call it now. Because I've been to the X, done a ton of games there. You've been with me. Been to the Met as a fan. Been to the X as a fan. Haven't really been anywhere else in the pros. And the X is so busy during the state tournament and obviously during pro games. And you're so high up. I joke that you're calling it out of an airline window, but you can see it. Mariucci, I don't want to say that nobody cares about consolation, but the vibe is super different. Yeah. The one year the Duluth East won the cons championship that we were covering it, we went to Mariucci or 3M or whatever the heck you want to call it now, and there was just no media there. So talk about having the run of the building and having this terrific venue and terrific setup and absolutely nothing in your way, no sightline issues at all. I may never go to Mariucci again because unless you want me to cheer for whoever the Gopher Hockey team's playing, I have no business there. But my maiden voyage in that building was awesome. See, the, my maiden voyage in that building, I got tickets to uh, see a Minnesota, and I don't remember who they were playing. I just remember that Brandon Flaherty and I went down. And I was at old Mariucci, uh, and new Mariucci doesn't hold anything for me because it's like watching a game in a living right. room. Um, but the the game that I announced was at Ritter. And Ritter Arena, I can't imagine Ritter Arena full. I, I'll bet you that place is just gonzo. Sure. When, when there's... Uh, when when there's 4,000 people in there. It's got to just be crazy. And I have so many memories of the deck, but I can't call that a road trip. Yes, I got in the car for 10 minutes, but I can't go there. We talked a lot about games we've worked. Dave Hoops, I want to go to you because I think as a fan, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the Civic Center. You probably have been there many times too. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be a state tournament. What's your hockey road trip, especially as a hockey parent for so long that sticks out? Well, and, you know, I'm going to go pro again because this is so great. We have really good friends that live out in the Bay Area. Um, actually, um, Jane is from Duluth, the the wife there, and um, great friend of Laura's. And what would happen at the end of the season, because we couldn't travel during the season at all because of hockey. So it would get done, and in April, um, we went out there, road trip uh, to California, and we went to the last two Sharks games of the year. Nice. And um, it's really cool. It's really fun. But this was really special because the last game of the year, it was 2013, this game. It was against the Kings. Hated rival, you know, pre-Vegas time, which is now the hated rival. Real quick, that's where I want to go. I want to go to Vegas for a game. That's my wishful thinking. But even if I don't make the game, the city's different. Go well, ahead. Well, you segued for me because yeah. that's my game. I'm going to go. Nice. Next year, I got to go judge the World Beer Cup. It's in Vegas. I'm, oh, it's geez. in April. I'm going to go to a game. Maybe that's one of those. The, you'll get to see the sphere. Maybe yep. that's one of those live radio shows we should do. We, we, better come, we better come with you, make sure everything's fine. Well, here's the coolest thing, though. So they, the Sharks give away, like most teams, so much stuff at the last game of the year. And uh, fan appreciation. So underneath my seat, there's a little tag. At the end of the game, go down, go to the ice. Patrick Marlowe hands me his jersey that he's wearing. What? I oh, shake wow. his hand. I tell him he's my hero. It's hanging in the brewery. Yes. Oh, that's yep. a story. Now, I knew that's it was hanging in the brewery. I did not know the backstory behind that. So if we want to have some good luck, we got to bring Dave Hoops with us. Did you bring anything cool back besides your new outfit? Well, and a cold. No, Dana's cold. And then, uh, no, my cool, my cool jacket. All right, so we discussed some road trips. Dave Cook is back from his. We talked about ones that are memorable for us in each of the big four sports. 
We talked about wishful thinking. Where would we like to go? Where we're going to go next is our usual Dave Hoop segment that's right around the corner. We are the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme with Dave Squared. Dave Cook, Dave Hoops. We'll be right back. Stick around. Back here on the Northland Sports Page, Brian Prudhomme with my brother Dave and my other brother Dave. Dave Cook and Dave Hoops are both here today. That song, Peaches, by the Presidents of the United States of America. I thought there was going to be Method of My Madness today because I assumed after our phone discussion yesterday that Dave Hoops would most likely be bringing me Peach Pear in a can today. So I thought Peaches would be apropos, if you will. But he found a raspberry wheat. He found two of them, in fact. Came bearing gifts for the second week in a row. So thank you for that. But let's start with Peach Pear because it sounds like either that's back on the menu or on the horizon once again. You've got good beer galore, man. I'm going to give you the floor for the moment. Well, let's talk fruit. Um, yes, I brought you raspberry and a couple little tidbits here. Um, we've been mixing raspberry with stout for a little black and red oh, yeah. action. Black nice. and red, really good. And yes, we did release peach and pear uh, a couple days ago, which is really popular. It's our most expensive fruit beer to make um, for because the the pear is expensive, but it's it's really 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 good. And we've got mango coming, but more importantly, we've got Bayfield blueberries, two thousand pounds. We're making blueberry pale. Boom. Very nice. And then we're bringing like that. back driveway beer, which is was a big, that was one of the highlights of COVID, I guess. I was going to say, explain what goes into that one, because I'm imagining it's not little tidbits of tar and asphalt. What goes into driveway beer? Just a lot of love, really. It was all about, we made a light pale ale that was really approachable, really, really tasty, nice hop. It was about hanging out, talking to your you know neighbors. Absolutely. During COVID. That's really what happened. Best way to get by is with some good hoops beer. Hoops Brewing, one of our illustrious sponsors dave cook we have several absolutely let's start with oar holdings justin may Messine and associates kraus heating and cooling your carrier hvac authorized dealer advantage emblem and screen printing sammy's pizza the blackwoods group their locations include london road proctor two harbors blackwater downtown and tavern on the hill avenue 45 the mall royal bottle shop stewart's bike sports and trophies pier b resort kohler toyota kohler hyundai and arola architecture studio so incredibly grateful for our sponsors. Again, Arola is the OG. He's the original. The newest is Comfort Systems. Sign up for a service appointment with them online at comfortsystemsduluth.com. Just mention you heard it here on the Northland Sports page. You will receive $20 off that appointment. Always a good time to get appliances looked at, fireplaces, furnace cleanings, what have you. Comfort Systems. Very comfortable place to do just about anything. I know your family raves about it. So does mine. Well, it was interesting. In, it, well, I was in Chicago last week. They had a problem with the uh, oven. And you know they had people, and Dana said, "Did you call Comfort Systems?" Well, Didn't realize she was out of she town. She actually said, "We don't have to worry about this right. back home because of Comfort Systems." So, I mean, it's it's maybe something that's not completely unique to Duluth, but it's pretty close. And uh, I mean, if you have any kind of issues, it's just crazy how it's one phone call. It is a very comfortable place to do business. Again, Comfort Systems, ComfortSystemsDuluth.com. Back to Dave Hoops and Hoops Brewing. Again, one of our illustrious sponsors. We talked about you don't have to worry about certain things with Comfort Systems. I never have to worry about my supply of good beer, thanks to Dave Hoops. As again, raspberry wheat today. Now, I have to ask, because I asked you last week, you were kind of in a trifecta of big, big weekends at the brewery. The Marathon, Hoopla, 4th of July. Is there any time now with today being July 8th where you get to take a deep breath and exhale a little bit? Or is it, no, Brian, it's summer in Duluth. Tourism is always at a high. We just keep on going. Uh, today is uh, arguably even bigger. Really? Not. My good friends, Mr. Trampled by Turtles, yeah. they are playing today, and it's 10,000 people will be there. And we uh, we provide a lot of backstage beer for the boys. 
And um, we're going to have a lot of uh, pre-gaming going on at our brewery, which is I'm so grateful for. We're going to see a lot of familiar faces, eat a lot of peaches. It's going to yeah. be fun. Yeah. See what you did there? <laughs> I, I like did, I that. Caught that. Now, I have to ask, with Trampled in Town, and I did see it promoted on your various social media outlets, and you had Vinyl Night, too. Is there Trampled on Vinyl? That was spun it all this week. I don't even know if it exists. Oh yeah, um, our DJ, you know Mo, yeah, Aaron Molina, he's the master, and of course, and next week's his birthday, so there's a special uh, DJ night next Thursday night. It's a must attend, especially if it's nice out. It'll be outside. Now I've been having some fun on Twitter because of Dave's outfit, which by the way has changed. Are you going to do a wardrobe change each segment today? I, I certainly could. The next one would be bad since I only have two things. So I that hope one would you be do. Bare chested. I hope for some <laughs> show you come with six different outfits, and for each segment, three per hour, you do a wardrobe change because you look different again now. But my point was having some fun on Twitter today with photos of your wardrobe du jour. Yeah, yep. But at the same time, I want to put a poll out there because. I know that Duluth goes gaga over Trampled for good reason. And we know that the world has been going gaga over Taylor Swift. I know what our answers would be. So I'm not asking this, but I'm asking you guys to predict the future. I'm going to put a Twitter poll up of which concert would you rather see? I know Trampled, you know, it's, it's supposedly free at Bayfront or even if it isn't, you know, let's say money's not an object. Taylor Swift or Trampled. What do you think the masses are going to say? It depends on how big your circle is. If your circle is our audience, it might be really close. Right. Um, That's why I wanted to ask. Now, Dave Hoops looked at me like I'm absolutely, you know what, crazy for even asking. But I think it's going to be closer than you think. I I think if you were just doing here. But I can tell you, if you follow the Instagram accounts of the St. Scholastica women's hockey team, it's it's 100% to zero. Right. They had so much fun at at Taylor Swift. Kara Wheeler. I know that's not their names anymore, but you know what I mean? They're... There are Swifties everywhere, and then everybody loves Trampled. Now, you looked at me like, what a dumb question. What do you think? Well, uh, it's not a dumb question at all. You know, if it's just our audience, uh, it's Trampled. There's no doubt. But uh, overall, I was just telling you about that whole Stanford story before we went on air about Taylor. I've learned that she is really quite the force, Yeah, you know, much more than I realized. And you have to respect her... um, her trade craft as far as what she brings it. So right. good for her. So I think I'm going to ask on Twitter over the next break, what concert is a bigger deal to you? Because would you go, there's different factors in play. I might go to Taylor Swift to see the stadium she's performing at. I might go to see the showman or show person that she is because it's quite a production. If you're into the hashtag one of us and the music kind of feeling like home, trampled winds going away. But that's not everything that goes into a performance. Yeah, 100%. And some of the concerts that would be fun to go to are often, you know, I'm I'm a closet Springsteen fan. I'm not a huge Springsteen fan, but I've been told that before he stops touring, you got to see him because he's three hours of constant. And, um, you know, so that would be the type of concert that would be fun as well. But I think what you said earlier about the, the, uh, Twitter poll that you're going to put up. Yeah. I, I just think that depending on the on the audience, it's either going to be close or it's going to be a blowout. Well, and I think between talking to Topher Davis and having Dave Hoops right to my right this morning, I feel like the Twitter poll maybe should go like this. What's a bigger deal to you? And it should be Taylor Swift, Trampled by Turtles, or member guest at Ridgeview. Because between <laughs> Dave Hoops, Topher Davis, and Justin May, member guest is, is a huge deal. I'm actually surprised you're here. Not, not playing in the golf tournament this weekend? I'm not much of a golf tournament guy. I'm I'm like um you know like uh, the surfers the the soul surfers. I'm a soul golfer. Yeah. I don't really do tournaments. 
I'm more like that's the fair. I'm more like the butthole surfers. There's a lot of things I'd <laughs> rather do than watch golf, but that's completely different. But we'll see. We'll do a Twitter poll during this next break and and see what the bigger deal is. I will put member guest as an option because I know it'll get at least a few votes. That should be fun. That explains why Brian was singing Pepper on the way to uh, to uh, the show today. Is that what you call it? Good yep. enough. Yep. All right, Dave Hoop. So we are still in that first week or so of July, meaning that the first Wednesday of the month just passed on the 5th. Did we have a successful singles dating or speed dating night at Hoops? Because we talk about concerts. That could be an interesting first date for some people. A lot of opportunities in this area. Yeah, it could. You know, unfortunately, it got rescheduled. Okay. Last minute. So uh, breaking it news here on the Northland Sports yeah, page. Yeah, remains to be seen. So right. keep an eye on our social media and it will be um, it'll be replayed. Yep. TBD, but, baby. But then again, for the brewery, something just about every night. Is ping pong gone now with the summer? Are we still kicking that? Hiatus. Um, yes, we, we still have plenty of ping pong being played, but the official Wednesdays are on, on break. Um, but otherwise, yeah, almost every night we have stuff. And then, of course, every weekend we have events, 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 events. So and we're see. loving that. Monday's still trivia. Tuesday's cribbage. still cribbage. Yep. Wednesday's kind of on its own now. Yep. And Thursday's then, vinyl and the weekends yep. are just crazy. Yep. And, uh, and there's a lot of stuff coming up, including, you know, this and that. We've got some weddings coming up. Um, good friends of ours. You, you know, I'm not going to name names, but people listening will be invited and we'll shut down for these weddings. And that's always really fun. Absolutely. I can remember exactly zero bad times that I've had at Hoops Brewing. One of our great sponsors, Dave, is here again today. We've had some phone issues for about the last month, but Dave Hoops is called an audible and made his favorite road trip right down here to the studio. Dave Cook, I know you've got great questions for him because I only had one last week. I could not impersonate you very well. I've been storing up some questions. Um, and so here's the first one, and it has a lot to do with with the brewery. Um, so the air show is next week, right? And I've been at the air show for 20 years. Kern and company, Ryan and, and Linz do a fantastic job. They've grown Duluth into a air show mecca, right? Um so I've been going for decades, and, and it's just fantastic. Um, it's almost family now, right? Um, guys, what in town are your favorite festivals? Oh, uh, well, do you want me to go first? Yeah, okay. I want to see if we have some of the same here. Go ahead. Well, um, I'm going to just go right off the bat with Homegrown because it's so unique, and um, people don't even realize how much great music is here. So that's almost like a week-long celebration. Right. Now, number two, um, I'm not going to say the Christmas City Parade because I've always disliked the date of it, but basically the festival, which is Christmas, which is um, Bentleyville, which is, again, I'm a big Christmas fan, so I'm just going to go with that. So my question is, and maybe it's better phrased for you than for Dave Cook, is is All Pints considered a beer festival? Because that's that's my favorite, you know, Bayfront-esque event of the year. And it's, you know, all these different craft breweries on display. That's that's the one weekend of the year that I know I'm going. There are others that I say, that sounds fun. We should check that out. Uh, festival of Trees would win in my family. My wife loves that. Her family goes religiously. I don't. There's one event, judge me accordingly, that ever since I became closer to you, became a staple on my calendar, and it's all points. Yes, it it is the festival. You know, thank and, you. Yeah, and it's um, it qualifies. Well, no, it's it's the most beautiful festival in the Midwest. Beer festival number one, number two with Madison, the taste of uh, Madison, taste of the Midwest being number two. Um, but we uh, we get to be the unofficial kind of headquarters, and this year we're the official after party. 
for the brewer brewers and brewer friends. Right. Friends um, of brewers. I yes. like that. Um, and it's just, you can't really beat the venue. Bayfront is, you know, kind of a, a world-class venue for beauty. And yeah, it's, it's a great fest. And it's a, this year, it's on the 29th. I mean, we're just weeks away. My tickets are already in my Apple wallet, as the kids say now. The one, the one that's disappeared because of the construction, the drag races for me was a festival of, of oil and throttles. And uh, and that's just not been a, a thing now that construction, but I miss that one. Although I did like when you tried to do radio spots from there because you'd be on this great little montage soliloquy, what have you, and then we didn't hear anything you said. All right, so here's the second question. There's a lot of really unique old pieces of Duluth that people might forget about. And, and I had a picture the other day of my cousin and I playing in the sandbox at Perkins London Road, uh, something you don't really yeah, see anymore. I almost forgot about that. What what are what are some of or the um, features of Duluth that maybe are long past or that you remember fondly? Maybe it's Cobb Elementary or or just something older that somebody who's new might not even remember. I have two. I um, one is a, a commercial, like you just mentioned. I used to work at Lake Air Bottle Shop in the yeah. in the eighties eighties, and um, you know, the reason I bring that up is that is now the hotel, the you know the the water park. Right. Well, it was a kind of a homey little building it was in back then, and it had a beautiful, beautiful backyard right on the lake with all this view out of the store. And it was Lake Air was the first store to sell imported beers in Duluth. And, you know, I'm, I'm waxing, you know, a little bit here, but I miss that. And then um, I like that um, ski jump at Chester Bowl. Oh, yeah. that's a good Climb one. I remember that one. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was just it, like a lot of people don't even remember it, but it was pretty cool. It was. Now, both that's of mine great. are going to revolve around food because I just miss like the old school fast food restaurants like McDonald's that had the legitimate playlands in front where like having your birthday party at McDonald's it wasn't necessarily about being inside McDonald's. It was everything else that you could do. And then another one is just a restaurant I miss. So my dad worked at Minnesota Power for decades. Going to the Jolly Fisher, which was basically the main floor of Minnesota Power, was an event yeah. in my family for, for many a lunches. And that hasn't existed for a long time, and I wish it still did. It always My love for shrimp. Thank you, Jolly Fisher. It's it's always interesting when you're around an old timer and, and you're trying to get directions and they tell you to turn left at Lemon Drop Hill. Right. Or go to Snow White, hang a right. When we were coming here for the marathon show, we were talking about, well, well, how far do you think most runners are now? And I said Lemon Drop Hill. And you said, Brian, you can't say that. Nobody knows where that is anymore. Um, all right. So I want to get this last one in. Um, and that is, and I, and I worked through this a little bit with Brian earlier, Dave. Um, we were talking about KG earlier. We've been talking about, you know, a variety of different athletes who may or may not have been run out of town, any town by bad coaching or by a bad, a bad coach. So we can, it's a whole different at different levels, right? A bad coach, a high school, college, whatever, but in the profession, professionals, what makes a, a, a bad coach? Um, Come I on, guess, you're a Minnesota fan. We've had several. Well, I, I think of a few different uh, answers to that, but really, you know, not being able to change with the times and 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 know your audience. Yep. And and be able to. to That's why teach. Mike Zimmer isn't here anymore. Yeah, be able to teach and listen, and, and be able to change. Now, what's his name? Is his name Tom Coughlin from the Giants? Yeah. Yes. Yep. There's a classic curmudgeon, just borderline a hole, who changes entire 
thing by the end, and he became loved, and he was like a better coach, and his players liked him. And, and has Lombardi a, trophies to show for it. Well, that's the strand. Yeah, yeah, that's the best answer I can give. You need to know your your players. Yeah, I think that's part of it, but I think you need to know it's it's finding the balance between being that curmudgeon and being too authoritarian, and then you know still being relatable. Where do you find the balance between? Say a Bill Parcells and a Wayne Fonts. One guy, you know, called all the shots and one guy got run over by players. You can't let professionals' egos overrun you. You're still in charge, but they're not kids. It's not the same as college and high school. So that's a big part of it because I go back to the same comparison all the time. Phil Jackson is revered for good reason. Well, Dell Harris with the Lakers had the same team and could do nothing with it because he let the egos run him completely over. And that just doesn't work. And other than that, you know, Dave Hoops nailed it, not being able to change along with the game. That's that's the most difficult part. The age-old question for me, and I still don't know the answer, particularly at professional levels, is do you want players that fit your system or do you change your system based on the players you have? I think the coaches that can do both are the best ones. Yeah, see, that's where I was kind of going to go, Brian. I think that it is uh, coaches that are... I'm going to say puppets, that's the wrong word, because they, they could be just uh, lack of backbone and the front office runs it. You know, Randy Whitman is the example that I have. But frankly, um, Chili was that way a little bit, right. where when he came in, he was just the mouthpiece for the people upstairs. Uh, I think the the ones who are faking it, are the most difficult. Well, how about all the nepotism that happens? We're bumping out 100%. with here comes the sun. What about when a son gets the job and maybe shouldn't have? That may have happened in Minnesota, but I digress. We're going to play by or sell when we come back. Justin May is not here. I believe he is golfing, but we will play it on his behalf. Our realtor at Messina and Associates, Dave Hoops, you're more than welcome to stick around and finish out that first hour with us. Jay Hagan kicks off hour number two, but buy or sell comes first. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our house here in the Holiday Center. The Northland Sports page continues. Brian Prudhomme and a pair of Daves. Dave Cook, Dave Hoops. Time now to play buy or sell on behalf of our realtor at Messina and Associates, Justin May. If you have any needs for buying or selling your home, give him a call at 218-310-9559. To find all of his listings, simply log on to mzr.com. You can find everything right there. He's on the golf course today. We understand I know how important that is to a lot of different people. I forgot to put the Twitter poll up, by the way, during the break. Our breaks are too short. Going to need a little bit longer one, but no breaks for buy or sell. We're going to continue with that segment. It goes like this. I'll give a statement for each of the four major leagues. If you agree, you say buy, you tell me why. On that statement, should you disagree, you say sell, and you tell me why. Which one of my Daves wants to determine the order today? Dave Cook is kind of deferring to Dave Hoops, it looked like. Yes. I'm going to always... NHL, I mean, of course. All right, so we are starting with the NHL. Dave Cook texted me a handful of days ago because he'd been out of town and catching up on the goings-on of Minnesota sports. Mr. Maroon, not his color, his last name, is now a member of the Minnesota Wild, was met with some enthusiasm by some, was met with chagrin by others. You'll find out shortly which category Dave Cook fell in. By herself. He's a good addition to the Minnesota Wild roster. You want me to start? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. Um, I think that uh, hopefully he is everything they say, but it seems that Billy Garen has an affinity for one guy who's a little thuggery, um, but likes to be a guy in the locker room, and they're doing him in exchange for pretty much Beckman, 
right? And a guy who can score. Um, they're bringing in another fourth liner uh, and or third liner in, in a good case. I mean, he's he's Ryan Reeves with skating ability, and and hopefully hopefully it works out. But it just seems like you know big deal. Here we go again. Right. Okay. I go to our hockey guru next. Well, I'm going to buy only because he doesn't really matter. It's the rabbit's foot that he brings. Boom. The literal rabbit's foot that he brings. He's, he's, he's quite the personality, quite the character. I'm going to timidly buy because it's a replacement that needed to happen. I mean, it was this segment last week where Ryan Reeves signed elsewhere, I believe, with the Maple Leafs. So you do need to replace that role. I know your problem was he's basically blocking younger players from getting here. I don't necessarily think he is. Yes, it's a roster spot, so you can say mathematically he is. But you do have to replace the enforcer. The guys that we're fearing are blocked. They aren't going to be that way. If those young kids all come up, it's going to be like the gopher teams that you didn't like. Ton of talent, no grit. What do they do? you got to get it somewhere. Yeah, 100%. But isn't that Duhame's role? I mean, isn't that Felino's role? I mean, we don't have enough guys that'll get mixed up. Well, that's a subject we brought up last week. It's been told to be Felino's role. I don't buy it. He just doesn't do it that well. He's almost too skilled to be a goon kind of thing. What league is next? Dave Oops. NFL. NFL. All right. Dave Sinekin is on before us each and every week. Yay. And each and every week, Dave Cook and I kind of go, oh, my goodness, did you hear what he just said? But you know what? That makes for good radio. Maybe we don't do enough of that. Right. So, again, because of the Aaron Rodgers infatuation, you know, one month he's a messiah, and now he's, you know, the biggest betrayal in sports. There was a lot of talk about him today. So I actually came up with a buy or sell about him and about the Jets again because it's become a talker. There was a topic on the show in front of us that it's AFC championship or bust for the Jets. Buy or sell that anything short of the AFC title game is a disappointment for this rendition of the New York Jets. Buy. I think that um, I think that the Jets fans are rabid for an opportunity. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has ever faced anything as far as scrutiny like he has in New York. And so if they hit that mark, um, it's just going to be crazy. And that means Rodgers was able to uh, uh, navigate the waters of the media. And so I think anything less than that, there's a failure in there somewhere. Wow. Dave Hoops, follow that. Oh, I'm selling that all day, every day, as much as I possibly can. They have maybe a 25% chance of making that game, in my opinion. I agree with that, and I think they must know it deep down. Now, were they a quarterback away from being a contender? Yes, because don't forget, this was a last-place team in that division last year. Were they a quarterback away from being different? Absolutely. Are you a quarterback away from being in the top two or the finalists, if you will? No. That reminds me of what the Bears think of Justin Fields. It seems absurd. Yeah, but here's the thing. You replaced... Probably a bottom two quarterback. Oh, you, you with totally a top did. Three quarterback. But does but does that elevate the rest of your team above the Bills, above the Bengals, even necessarily above the Chargers? I mean, the Chiefs still exist. By the way, nobody's talking about them. All they did was win the damn thing again last year. Right, and so you've given me three of three that it probably brings. And they got to get in the final two of the conference. But, I got them fourth at best. But he does. He does make them better than the Chargers. Right. He, I think he does. Oh my goodness, Dave Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. Yeah. Okay. Well, they don't have anybody like uh, the wide receiver. They, I mean, I mean the the Jets have offensive talent. They had a horrible quarterback play. Right. And I'm not a Rodgers guy. Right. But their quarterback play was horrendous. So maybe, maybe the better phrasing of this question 
is is it just like when Favre came to Minnesota that okay we're gonna win right now or we're not? Yes. I guess I don't think of Aaron Rodgers being on the cusp of being done like I think we did with Favre. I, I think this could be a two or three year bit, and by the third one you're in trouble. But but the Jets are really close to what the Vikings were. Their defense was a top three defense last year, so you're giving Rodgers that walking in yeah. the door. And the offense, the quarterback, Brian, I don't know, Dave, if I can explain how bad their quarterback played. Well, you can. Mike I mean, White came in through knuckleballs for Mike 300 White, yards. Mike White, the old Duluth East principal, would have been a better option, without question. My problem is, forget the AFC title game. There's a real chance, in my opinion, that the Jets are third in their own division. Right. And Miami looks that much improved. Yeah. The Bills are the Bills. New England sucks, but that puts the Jets in third, third. place. Yep. Not in the conference, in the AFC East. 100% right. I agree with that, but I don't think it's a success unless they hit that game. All right, two down, two to go. Where are we headed next? MLB. Major League Baseball, the Minnesota Twins are basically a 500 club. Weird week for them. They go 4-2, and two, but Cleveland goes 5-2, and two, and the lead is down to just a half game. They have one all-star, Sonny Gray. Buy or sell that the powers that be got it right in Sonny Gray being the only Twins all-star? Only... Yes, um, because the Twins don't really deserve more than one because they are the best team in a bad division. Um, I don't know if he's the right guy. See, I That's think, where the question I stems from for me as well. the right guy. If he didn't have to play the Orioles, yes, because the Twins lost two games this week, both against Baltimore, both saddled on Duran, but both times they scored one run. I'm going to jump in front of Dave Hoops here. I'm going to sell two, but I'm a bigger Joe Ryan guy than Sonny, and I might put Duran in front of both of them. So I... Duran is great. Sonny's ERA is great. I get why he got there. But if you watch the proverbial eye test, he's under duress a lot. And it just doesn't look all-star smooth. I, I agree with you guys. I don't think the Twins deserve more than one guy. And I think um, it's kind of a crapshoot which one they picked. So right. I'm selling too. I think my big issue is Classe for Cleveland, who's made blowing saves into a hobby, is still there on the same mediocre team as Johan Duran is not. I mean, Cleveland's a half game worse than we are, essentially a 500 club. All right, so the NBA to close. I'm not surprised Mr. Hoops waited till last to talk hoops. So Dame Lillard has been a hot topic this week. How much truth is in which rumor? Who knows? Sounds like it's Miami or I'm not going to play. There's still a possibility to me he stays right in Portland, and there are other teams that are interested, Minnesota being one. Now, this is absolutely a pipe dream, but most of the social media takes were... I'll take him if it doesn't involve Jaden at all. Buy or sell that you would take Lillard even if it cost you Jaden McDaniels? Only Jaden McDaniels? I didn't say that. He'd be part <laughs> of whatever it took. I'd sell. I, I don't think I would do that, but the reason I'm hesitant is Damian Lillard would make them very much better next year. Yes. But Jaden's going to make them very much better they're going to be better next year and they would be really good in two or three years and two or three years Lillard's just a contract then. Dave Hoops, what do you got? Because I have to be careful here because the guy that I called upon for my firework, my explosive season to come for the Wolves was Jaden McDaniels and what I'm about to say is going to kind of contradict myself, but I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let that go. I'm selling. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm just not sure. I'm going to... Buy that I would include Jaden in a package if it got Dame here because he's unproven yet. I think he's got all the tools in the world. He could be 
maybe the David Ortiz for Timberwolves fans, even though the draft miss of Steph Curry plays that role right now. But I just don't know that he necessarily has it. We know that Lillard does. If it meant Jaden went and Towns stayed, it'd be one guy that I think could get Towns to go to that next level. That's what we've all been waiting for. Yeah, no, I agree. You know who else this weighs on? It. it how much do you like Minot? Because Minot is the same build and same or the Miller kid, right? So if they can get a long defender um, who is three quarters as good as as McDaniel, then I guess. The problem with the Wolves is a lot of the roster is very much in tune with this song. They're all right. Their 10-man rotation looks okay. What will it do in the Western Conference next season? As far as Dame Lillard, by the way, it's a pipe dream. It's not going to matter. That's the fun of buy or sell. We can talk about whatever we want. Justin May normally does it with us. He's our realtor at Messina & Associates. Give him a call for your buying and selling needs. 218-310-9559.